Amen. And uh, we're going to be right in there. Actually, let's look at uh, verse, verse 8. Yeah, verse 8. And the Bible says, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ has just been brought forth. That's what the Bible tells us in Luke 2. She just had him in a stall with, where animals are, and, a, and they laid him in a manger. And we know that the reason being is there was no room for him in the end. They were all booked up. Verse 8, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Now, I don't want you to miss this. I want you to put yourself there. Now, here you are, your shepherds in the middle of the darkness. Now, that's hard for us to understand because there's lights everywhere. But I'll be honest, when I was uh, in Africa, you know, not a lot of electricity out there in the bush, and we were driving way out past the city or the village, and there was no lights, none. So when you say pitch dark, it was dark. All you had was the moonlight and the stars, and there was no light. So it was very weird. And when we would drove, drove out there for miles out these rough roads, all of a sudden you seen a light. They had a cinema out there, and uh, they had a projector, and they were showing a movie up on a screen that they draped over a tree or a side of a building. So you could imagine, you could see that light for miles because there was no other light. Now think about it. In this day, they were out in the fields. All of a sudden, it was dark, and all of a sudden, great light. And not only that, the Bible says the angel spoke to them and told them to be not afraid. Look what the Bible says in verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, now, all of a sudden, light, Angels speaking, now all of a sudden the whole heavens open up and the Bible says suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You talking something better than a fireworks show. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem, see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. So what that means is they just started telling them what everything had happened. And I, I want you to put yourself there now. And all they that heard it. Now, we don't know who all was there, but we know Mary and Joseph was there. But who else was there heard this? And the Bible says they wondered. Now, that's different than what Mary did. They wondered, but then notice the Bible says, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So there's maybe a little bit they wondered. It was, they had wonder in their minds, but Mary did something different than just have wonder. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help us tonight. Lord, we know you want more for us than we could ever dream, so I pray you'll help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't know about you, but y'all talk to me a second. Let me, what do you think? How many of y'all believe that Christmas time normally is a warm, fuzzy time? 
Would y'all agree? Would y'all agree that people get more emotional, more sentimental during the holidays? Would y'all agree? Absolutely. I hope so. I hope you're that kind. I think so. But I'm going to be honest with you. I believe it's biblical. I really do. You say, why is that, Pastor? Because what Mary did in verse 19 is what we should do. Notice what the Bible says. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I'm going to confess to you. I confessed this to my wife earlier today, and I'm being completely honest. The last couple of years, I've gotten in a bad habit and a bad attitude of looking at Christmas season and looking at something just to get off the calendar. Well, we're done that now. We can go on and move on to something else. And I've looked at it and said, man, everything's so busy. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've missed something. I've missed something. And my goal tonight is if you're in that place, especially in the ministry of this church, and you look, oh, my goodness, this is just a busy time of the year, and all of these dates on the calendar is just something, another event, that we have to strike off the calendar, then this message is for you. This message is for me. The Bible says that Mary pondered in her heart, and I believe we must ponder as Mary did, ponder. In other words, she pondered that it affected her heart. Didn't say she pondered them in her mind. It says she pondered them in her heart. In other words, she examined it. She also weighed in on the mind. And as I thought about that, I thought about the Christmas season. I'm going to be honest with you. Even since a little boy, I've always pondered things about Christmas. My mother will tell you, when I was in grade school, for I don't know, maybe a couple of years, I always got real sick around Christmas time. It was every year I got sick around Christmas time and I think one of the teachers had said something to you or somebody had said something and said, I've noticed Mark's getting sick. Well, you came home and you started to talk to me and, and I finally confessed. I said, I'm really not sick. I just is homesick and I wanted to be here with you with all the pretty Christmas decorations. Is that right? So even as a child... A child, we know how special the Christmas season is. Why is that? Mary knew how special the Christmas season was. She pondered them in her heart. She examined them. She weighed them in her mind. And I wonder tonight, I hope and pray tonight, that that's what we'll all do. We'll ponder. We'll weigh some things in our mind. We'll examine some things that will help us and will affect our heart. Can I say there's some things here that we can ponder on? Number one, I believe, no doubt, as she's sitting there pondering them in her heart, she had to be pondering on the past. I believe this Christmas we should ponder on the past. No doubt she pondered because I'm, I'm just imagining here she's pondering all these in her heart. She's the one that's traveled. She's the one that's carried the child. She was the one that the angel came and said she was going to have a baby and she's never been with a man. And so she's pondering all of her past in her life. I'm sure she's thinking in this moment, she's like, who am I? Who am I that I could be the human mother of the Savior of the world? I'm sure she pondered in the past and she started to think about all of her childhood memories. I'm sure she pondered in the past. And I want to encourage y'all tonight, y'all to ponder the past. Here's the past. I want to deal with two things, spiritually and then just practically. Obviously, the spiritual pondering is important. Let's just take the spirit of Christmas and let's just ponder why we're celebrating Christmas. 
Are y'all ready? I know y'all know this, but let this sink in. Do you know what we're celebrating? We're celebrating the very God of heaven that came to us. He came to us. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of fuss that went on heaven and went on in heaven that night to let the world know that the Savior came to be a man. I'm amazed that our Savior, our God, would do so much to come to us. My goodness, we live in a society today where some Christians won't even go and help another Christian. We live in a day now where if it puts you out or if it puts somebody in trouble, they're not going to help anybody. Listen to me. The God of heaven robed himself in flesh and he stepped down from glory and he robed himself to be a human, to hurt like us, to cry like us, to suffer like us, to think like us. He did all of that for you and me. Amen, preacher. I'm already excited because it's just perspective now. I realize when I ponder the past, the very, what, what is all this fuss in heaven about? I mean, all the work that was put in there from time past till now to eternity, the God of heaven has had us on his mind. And so when we ponder the past in the past spiritually, my soul, he came to us. When I could not come to where he was, he came to me. That's what we're celebrating. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you can't get excited, if you can't get motivated about that, you're all but dead. Ponder on that a little bit. You know why we live in a society? We believe we deserve it. We live in a society today, people's got their hand out, and they, they honestly believe they deserve it. That's the society we live in. But see, in this day, they realized something. They knew that they were unworthy. These old shepherds were out in the middle of the field. And by the way, they were not the pillars of society. Yet God showed up to them. And Mary's pondering all this in her heart because she realizes her past. She realizes that her little baby is going to be the savior of the world. She knew. If anybody asked Mary, did you know who you're carrying? Listen to me. Mary knew. If anybody knew, Mary knew because God told her. And it's amazing to me. She's still sitting there pondering that in her heart and she pondered the past. I hope we'll ponder the past. Now, can I say this? Some of us, some of us allow the past to haunt us. Some of us allow the haunt the past to haunt us, especially during the holidays. Can I tell you, give you some, can I confess to you? There's a lot of times in my life I'll go back in my past, and man, I'm going to be honest with you, the freedom days of being a child. Somebody say Amen. There was a time when I could absolutely enjoy Christmas, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't have to worry about how we paying for all this. There was a time when I was a little boy, and I'm telling you right now, Christmas was as free as free could be, man. All I cared about, we got out of school. 
But then, as time goes on and you get older, man, the real troubles of life hit, the struggles of life hit. I want to tell you something. If we're not careful, we'll look back at the past and we'll be thankful for our memories and we'll fail to be making them now. We'll let the past. By the way, I told Miss Laura this. I want y'all to know, I miss my loved ones. <coughs> I don't know what it is during the holidays. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I believe it's because this very thing started. Mary said she pondered her heart. She pondered her past. You know what? I ponder all my loved ones that are gone. I told Laura today, I would love just one more time. I would love to just one more time walk up to my grandma's house and see her sitting on the couch. I would love to walk up there for Christmas and just one more time see Grandpa frustrated and aggravated and walking down the hall and asking when our parents are coming to pick us up because he's ready to go to bed. I'd love to just one more time sit and hear him chomp at the dinner table. I'd love to just one more time walk in there and him sit on there on this couch and I walk in and him say, come here, Mark, let me read you something. Oh, yes, I, 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 I miss being able to drive up on the, sun, the, the night time of Christmas and driving up to my grandmother, my grandma Brandon's, and she had all the food still in the cook stove. I, and yes, I miss all of those. I miss being a child and coming home. And that's why I, I want to say, we're going to talk about the present. But I, I remember when I was a boy coming home uh, from the Christmas play that we put on at church. I love the fact that we got to come home that evening and we finally got to open up a Christmas present every night during the Christmas play. But you know what? I can ponder the past and I can be thankful for all those memories, but they don't have to haunt me today. Yes, we ought to ponder the past, why he came to us, but also we have good memories. They should not haunt us. Haunt us. Here's what they should do. They should motivate us. If we made great memories, what, 30 years ago, guess what? We can make some good ones in 2023. Amen. Y'all with me tonight? Have I done put some of y'all to sleep? How many of y'all ready for Christmas? I hope y'all do a little bit better than tonight. Somebody say amen. Just stay with me. Now listen, we need to ponder the past. Now, I, I thought of this. I called Laura. We were talking to that. I said, Laura, give me some memories. What were some things that you think of when you think about the past of Christmas? And she says, well, I'll be honest. She said, my greatest memories of being able, having all the family at home, the children at home, and us doing things together, us putting the Christmas tree together, listening to Christmas music. And then I asked her even before us, and she says, well, she said, I remember the times uh, of doing things with mom. She said, I remember one time my mother, when I got old enough, she taught me. She said she made cheese balls for people in our community and maybe some people in the church. And she said my mother, when I got old enough to do it, she said she gathered me up one day and she taught me how to make those cheese balls and we made them together. And she said we gave them to all those people. And she said, here's what's amazing. She said to this day I can still make a cheese ball because my mother taught me at Christmas. So when you think about pondering the past, here's what I thought. Man, we need to have a cheese ball ministry here. Somebody say amen. I can tell all of you are with that. The past. By the way, I, I thought of this. Do you know what? Here's what's amazing about when we ponder the past. When I was a kid, I worried about presents. I wanted presents. But you know what? I've outgrown all those presents. 
Those presents don't mean a whole lot to me now, but I'm going to tell you what does mean something to me. All of the love and the family and the church services and the Christmas plays and the things I was taught about Jesus, all of those things are still with me today. And by the way, when I talked to Laura today and asked her to tell me about some things in her past, not one, she did not mention one gift that she received. I want you to think about that when we ponder the past. She pondered the past. There's no doubt. The Bible says she pondered all these things in her heart. He came to us. Y'all glad he came to us. So if you're a Scrooge, that ought to get you out of the Scrooge business right there. He came to you. He came for you. And by the way, I know times have changed. I know things are different. I know we're not in the same stage as we was maybe 30 years ago. Things have changed. But I'm thankful for this. He hasn't changed. His message hasn't changed. He's still the light of the world. He's still God with us. He still came to bring good tidings of great joy. And we ought to be spreading it in 2023. So he pondered the past. Can I say we need to ponder on the present? She pondered the present, man. Here come them, them shepherds down there and say, oh, you won't believe what, you, what we've seen. And in her mind, she's thinking, no, I'm not just wondering about it. She said, I'm taking all this in. Because she said, I'll tell you right now, I remember not long ago an angel appearing to me and talking to me like they did you tonight. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful we have a Holy Spirit of God that can speak to us just like those angels spoke to them many years ago. I'm so very thankful I can ponder the present. You know why? God's working right now. He's speaking to people's hearts now. His word is not dead. His will is not vain. I want you to know his arm is not slackened. The same God that had the human heaven or the heavenly orchestration and the choir that went on that night, he's the same God we serve today. We need to ponder the present. We need to live we're living in this dark world. You know what? People need him. They need him more today than they've ever needed him. And by the way, you've got the light. If you're saved, you've got the light. And so I want to encourage you to spread the light. They need the light right now. Not in the past. We can't let the past keep us from doing what's going on now. We need to see tonight. People are walking, groping in darkness, and we need to share the light. We need light. Think about it. Think about it. Can I, can I, can I give you some nouns? Can we ponder the noun? Let, let's just let's talk about them cheese balls just a second. Now, how's that relevant for today? Well, I don't know, but we might have some mamas here. And uh, I, I want to say, you, your children might still be at home. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I think for now... You ought to start making some memories now. And you ought to learn, you ought to teach your children how to serve the Lord and people now. The Christmas season is a great time to do it. By the way, how about we have some moms here that don't so much worry. And by the way, I think every child ought to get some gifts. But how about we have some moms in this church say, you know what? I'm going to give a gift to my children this year. I'm going to ponder the present because God's been so good to us. How are we going to be able this year to personally or by a family, how can we spread the good news to the people around us? Maybe you want to take the time and teach your little girl, maybe even your son might even want to, teach them how to cook something, bake it for somebody else, and go take it to them. I've thought about uh, Laura's Aunt Jewel. 
she's gone. She's in heaven now. And I, I, I think about going to her home. We went there every year for Christmas. Before she died, we went every year, a mile away. Aunt Jewel lived a very simple life. She never owned a television. You never walked in her house. The television was never on because she never owned one. You walk in the house, it was very humble. Every year, though, she didn't have a whole lot. But every year, you know what she did? She made candy for her people that she loved. And I'm going to tell you all right now, that good caramel that gets stuck to your teeth, you got to be careful because it'll take your filling out. I mean good stuff. She made them marshmallow balls. And I mean, she made all that stuff. And I thought, dear God, are we doing that anymore? Hey, how about that baklava? I've heard some people say, hey, we don't know how to make divinity anymore. Well, I think we got to get some people to get some of these young, young ladies here. And let's teach them how to fix some Christmas candy. Well, I can tell y'all are with me. How many of y'all like eating Christmas candy? Well, let's start teaching. How many of y'all ever made it before? Well, let's have a class around here. Let's teach some of these youngins. Let's make memories right now. Maybe some of these youngins, some older ones might need to learn. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think we need some more Aunt Jules. She didn't have much. But you know why that candy was so special? It didn't cost much, Brother Jeremy. You know why? It wasn't the gift that was so special. It was the giver of it. By the way, we're thankful for the giver of the gift, not just the gifts. That's what makes everything so special is the giver. And by the way, so I ain't got no money. Well, you don't have to. Do something out of the way for someone this year. Let's ponder the present. And listen, have you ever been blessed during Christmas? Has anybody just went out of their way to do something special for you? How many of you know they've done that? Would you raise your hand? Well, it's your turn. And do it by the family. You know what I've learned in this day? Our young people today, are, and they've always been, they're selfish. You know why I know that? Because I was. And by the way, you were. And by the way, the Bible says that all children, we have to train up a child in the way he should go. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. So we know that's the way they're born. So we have to understand we've got to start train them and teach them how to give. Christmas is a great time to do it. Hey, we ought to ponder the present. Hey, can I just say, can I give y'all some spiritual things here? Christmas present, y'all ready what we need to ponder on? December the 9th. Y'all know what December the 9th is? That's a Lookout Valley Christmas parade. Now, I have some gripes. I wish we did it at night. But I don't think we can because we don't have lights out here. I think that's the reason. I don't know. But I think Christmas parade, somebody say, man, it ought to be at night. I guess some of you don't care. Noon's fine. We have one. Now, it's good for us because we can walk and we can uh, hand out things. And I just want to say this. This is a great opportunity to make an impact during this season. Now, you say, Pastor Mark, how do we know if that's being effective? I don't. As far as numerical, it really hasn't affected us much. I mean, we haven't grown by leaps and bounds because we're in the Christmas parade. But I do know this. I do know this. I know that at least more on that day will get something in their hand with the gospel and also a special invitation to our church and a ticket to let them be aware that we have cantatas here. And I'm going to say this. That is a great way to make some memories. And not only make a memory, it's also a great way to continue and to try to propagate the good news of why Jesus came. 
You say, well, Pastor, why are we doing it? We don't know if it's making a difference. Oh, we know it's, we know it's making a difference. We might not ever know down here, but who knows? Someone might go home that evening and read that track, get under conviction, and get saved, and they might not ever attend our church, and it might be years before they get in church, but they're just as saved. It's important, isn't it? I think we ought to be pondering the past. I think this is a great opportunity for all of us to get involved in something. And let's not just say, oh, we've got to go down there and do this. Let's go down there and have some fun. Why? Because we ought to ponder why we're doing it. He came to us. December the 10th, the Children's Christmas Program. Plus, that's a fun day. Afterwards, they get a gift. This is something big. Now, I know there'll be kids come out of the woodwork. That's all right. I'd rather be here than somewhere else. Somebody say amen. It amazes me how some people are like, I can't right now. They just show up for that. Well, I'd rather them show up or not at all. Amen. I mean, it might be a, might, may, they might come here for a gift. You say, well, that's the only reason they come. But you'll never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. I don't know about y'all, but there were many times I went to church for the wrong reasons. You know why I went? I didn't have a choice. I had to go. And I'd be sitting there in that pew and I'd be resenting the fight and wanting to hurry up and get away. But you know what I, I learned years and years and years later when I got older? There was a whole lot of things that I learned in church that I should have listened to before I got older. But I also know this. I'd be sitting somewhere in my life many years down the road and heard something in church and it resonated with me then. But I had to have been there to have heard it. I want you to know I think these are great opportunities for us to ponder the present. Can I say, December the 12th is a ladies' Christmas party at Kyla Horton's home. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit on the human side of this. I know Kyla enough. She probably spends, Jimmy, probably spends hours and hours and hours and an hour trying to get ready. Could you imagine if you spent hours to get your house ready and four people show up? Somebody say Amen. I mean, this is a great opportunity for ladies to come together and have a great time, spend, have some memories, and then maybe years down the road when you're 75 or 80 years of age and maybe you're not able to get out like you used to, you can go back to that night and say, boy, that sure was a great night. God really spoke to my heart and I realized I had some good friends and that might encourage you towards the end of your life. Listen to me, we need to ponder the present. We have opportunity. Let me stay right here a minute. December the 14th. That's Christmas caroling. It might be cold. But this year, praise God, the coals have opened up their home again at Black Creek. And I've just been wanting to get back up there because I don't know if y'all remember the last time we just went out and Christmas caroled. Well, we went to Angela Lane after that, and I don't believe one person came to the door. We serenaded dogs the whole evening. I'll never forget my dear neighbor. And I asked my wife, I said, what have I done to this poor lady? This lady, she won't hardly talk to me. When she does, she cuts me down. The other day, she was walking her dog. and I, I mean, you know, y'all wave at people and they won't wave back. And I wave at this lady. And, I try, and finally, and I, I mean, honestly, I've never, never had any crosswords with this lady. And uh, it was funny. We went down our uh, road that night. Y'all remember, it was cold. And we were going down there just blind knocking on them doors and I'll never forget I went knocking on this woman's door she came out she looked and seen me slammed the door and turned right back and went in her house 
The other day I was walking in the house. I was like, whew, well, it's cold out here, isn't it? She said, well, at least you said something, right? I'm like, yes, ma'am. And I just turned around and walked in my house. And I walked in and I said, Lord, what have I ever done to that one? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some things you just don't understand. I just need to love her anyway. Y'all are a tough crowd tonight. Hey, we're going to go to the Coles up at Black Creek. I don't know if y'all remember the last time we went there, man. It was the most fuzziest, warm stuff I've ever seen in my life. We're walking in there seeing all these houses. We get to this cul-de-sac. It's the last place we get to. We knock on three or four doors. They all come out. We're all singing like a band of angels. And about that time, the next thing you know, those neighbors start, this is wonderful. This is putting me in the crisis. They're going over hugging each other. And we're all standing there, man, and I mean, tears running down our eyes. And we're like, ooh, it may, how many of y'all remember that? That's good stuff, wasn't it? Well, let me help y'all. This time, we might not get that response. We might. I'm going to tell you what encourages me. He's still the same. Our message is still the same. What we print on them trucks gives light to people whether they recognize it or not. And we're spreading good cheer whether they understand it or not. I mean, could you imagine being at home and all of a sudden a band of angelic hosts of voices just come around your home and start singing? Y'all were supposed to say amen right there. Y'all know why? Y'all sound like a bunch of angels. And what we need is we need good participation that night because we're going to go out and we're going to sing to our widows and our widowers and our shut-ins first. And then we're going to try to all get together. We'll go up here to Black Creek and we'll go in there and we'll just go and just sing to whoever we can sing. We can hand track, do whoever we can hand track. She's going to get permission for us to do it because normally you can't even go into that area. And we have an open door. And I don't know about y'all, we just need to ponder the present. I'm going to tell you what, on the 14th we need a good crowd too. Amen, preacher. A good, let's try that one more time. I don't think y'all heard me. We need a good crowd too. Then Sunday, December the 17th is a Christmas cantata. And all month long we're going to be pushing that. All month long we're going to be handing out tickets and talking to people about it. And listen, I got a little bit of first hand, man. Y'all talking about some star actors and actresses. I'm telling y'all right now, I don't believe there's going to be one person in this building that ain't going to have a tear. Now, it's not all about the tears, but it's that warm, fuzzy feeling tears. Amen? I mean, you know as well as I do at every Christmas place, somebody gets saved. Amen? And for years, it was Cobby. For years. Huh? Still saved. I mean, he was Papa Billy, Grandpa Billy. He was the, the, the everything. I mean, Brother Cobby, for years, I think he finally went up to my wife and said, look, you've got to get somebody else to get saved this Christmas. Well, we got somebody new this year getting saved. Somebody say amen. And he's got some problems, but Jesus fixes him. And y'all need to be here. And the music's going to be great. And I appreciate the choir. Y'all been coming out. You've been making memories. Y'all are having fun. I know singing them same praises over and over and over. I know it's fun. Appreciate y'all's participation. 
And I appreciate the sound men coming in early to run it. And they're going to be saying, and I'm going to tell you all right now, we're going to pack this place out on the 18th because we're going to go out. We're going to, we're going to make, hey, look, if we have to, we're going to hold people at gunpoint and make them come. That didn't even make some of y'all laugh. Y'all are all the dead. I mean it. We need to twist their arms. Why? I'm going to tell y'all why. Y'all ready? We need to ponder the future. That's why. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. There's going to be people die and go to hell in 2023. And there's going to be people die and go to hell in January of 2024. And there's going to be people that's, that's going to die and they're going to go to hell in February of 2024. And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, if we'll ponder the future, it will get us up out on a cold night or on a cold day and go that extra effort and hand out a track or say a word or be excited about Christmas. Because here after a while, we're all going to be in heaven. And we're not going to have the same opportunity that we have down here today in 2023. So I hope and pray that you will get your heart prepared. And we're not going to look at any of these events as something we just have to do. It's something we get to do. It's something we have a great opportunity to spread joy. And we can spread the good news of the gospel during the Christmas season. And by the way, there will be more people receptive in this time than any other time of the year. Do you know when we have our children's play on the 10th, there will be parents that once again, for the first time, all year long, they will darken the door and they will come into this service and they will hear the gospel. And here's what I pray. I pray to God it will be the day that they get saved. No Scrooges around here. We're not going to have any Scrooges around here. How many of y'all with me? No Scrooges. If you hear somebody being a Scrooge, we're going to call you out on it. When we talk about an event, oh, uh uh I'm going to call you out on it. And by the way, it goes both ways. If I get pessimistic or negative about something, I want you to call me out on it. We get to have a cantata. We get to invite people to church. We get to go out into the community to a place that normally wouldn't let a bunch of people like us in there anyhow. But we get to go. God's opened that door. Who knows? Y'all know Black Creek's even extended. It's even bigger than it was when we was there years ago. And I don't know the population in that place, but I'm sure there's people there that need Jesus. And maybe just maybe that night, boy, they'll hear something. They'll hear joy, joy to the world because y'all know we'll sing that 40 times that night. They'll hear it. By that time, we'll be so good at it, man. It'll, it will sound just like the band of angels in heaven. And you never know, boy, God could take that music, take something, look at that track, speak to their heart, and save them. Amen? Get them to come on a service, maybe come to the cantata, come to some. Hey, listen, this is the season that we need to be going out and inviting. And I mean, just absolutely staying after people. We have a great opportunity. 2023, December, will never, this, this will never pass by again. This is it. So let's make the most of it. How about it, Tim Tony? No Scrooges. I'm serious. Don't you get mad at me. And I won't get mad at you. If I hear one negative thing from this point on for about Christmas or something we got to do, I'm going to call you on it. Are y'all all right with that? Same here. If y'all hear me, God help. I see somebody smiling already. 
I see somebody wave smiling in the back. If there's something negative, it sounds pessimistic, stop that right now. You need to ponder in your heart about the future. Mark, it's worth getting out tonight on a cold night. Hey, it's worth coming. It's worth taking a pocket full of tracks. And Brother Beeler, I'm sure, I don't know, oh, he's, I think, watching. Like, hey, and we need to get these tickets and get them out now. Get them started. Get them printed. Let's get them out. And let's start handing them out. Let's start in, in, incorporating that. Let's get people inviting them to the church. And listen, we need to pack this place out on the 18th of December. Amen? Now remember, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. We're going to have a modified service uh, Christmas Eve night. We're going to have a special service. It's going to be short. But it would be worth your time to be here. I know a lot of people get together on Christmas Eve. We'll try to do it early. Maybe we'll have a candlelight service. We'll do something special, something short. You want to be here. Because by the way, Christmas, Christ is really the reason for the season, right? And so let's, let's, let's take the opportunity. Let's ponder on our heart. And let's take all of our past memories, all of our present opportunities, and let's all let's put them all together. Because look here, the futures are coming, and there'll be a day there'll be no more Christmas caroling. There'll be no more Christmas programs. There'll be no more opportunities to spread good tidings of great joy. Because listen, the saved are going to be in heaven, and sadly, the, the the lost will be in hell. So until then, how about we try to reach as many as we can? And this season is the season to do it. And I think we as a church need to commit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ to do our very best to be consumed with the reason for the season this year. How many of you will dedicate yourself for that? No Scrooges. No Scrooges. No negativity this year. None. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All I want to hear is woo. Boy, we get to come to a cantata. We're going to go Christmas, Carol. We're going to have a ball. Hey, we're going to do this Christmas parade, and even if they walk us 30 miles at 30 mile an hour pace, we're going to have fun. Sweating. Hey, when someone says sweating for Jesus, boy, you walkers in them, in them gift boxes last year, y'all were sweating for Jesus. Amen. We're going to try to get them to slow it down. But, hey, look here. How many of y'all with me? No Scrooges. We're going to ponder in our heart, no Scrooges. Now let's set it. By the way, Clay, you haven't been told this yet. You're going to be told publicly. If it's all right, your mother and I was talking. We're going to have an old-fashioned Christmas with us this week since the children are there. If you're all right with it, we'd love for you. We want to put up our Christmas tree this week, and we want to play Christmas music, and we're not going to fight over the music. I get to pick it. Hey, then we know there's no fight. We're going to act like you and Kaylee are back in the house, you know, and you're nine years old. Amen? We're going to have a good time. Look, listen to me, church. Make memories this year. I know not everything's right. I know not everything's perfect. By the way, there ain't everything perfect in my life either. But I'm going to tell you all right now, this year is going to be the best Christmas we've ever had. No Scrooges. No Scrooges. So if you have that attitude, you need to get to the altar and it needs to get out of here. Because we're going to ponder in our heart, God's going to do something special this year. Amen? Let's stand to our feet.
How many of you believe that we have a God that specializes in doing the special? Let's do this. I'm going to open up the altar. Of course, I'm not opening it up. They're always open. But how about we come as a church? Why don't you come as a church? You come, and why don't we just pray around this altar and up here in the front, if you can, and let's pray that God will just do something special this Christmas season. Could we do that? She's going to begin to play. Would you come? Would you come? Find a place. Would you pray? Let's ask God to do something special in the hearts of people. All of the activities, everything, the cantata, the plays, the parade, everything. Let's ask God. Do something special. Let's pray that God will lead us and guide the tracks to the exact people, the tickets to the exact people that they should go to. Let's pray that we see Christmas miracles this year and we see somebody that we never dreamed of, never thought of, would get saved. Maybe somebody will get right with God, get back in church. I mean, let's pray for the miracles. We have a God that's able. Well, we have a lot to ponder in our hearts. tonight. We want to thank you for this just little phrase that she pondered all these things in her heart. Lord, during this time, we ponder so many things in our heart. Lord, I pray you'll help us to ponder the past, that it will motivate us for the present. And Lord, I pray that we'll always have eternity's values and views as we celebrate this Christmas season. Lord, we know that you've left us here to spread the light. Now, I pray you'll help us to do it. I pray you'll help us and Give us a spirit of joy. Lord, help us to ponder on the things that bring us to encouragement, not discouragement. Help us to bring us to the light, not to darkness. And Lord, I know during this time there's so many things that can discourage us, but I pray you'll help us to ponder on you and that you've never changed. And our message is still the same. And you're still giving light to darkness. And you're still bringing light to those that are dead. And so I pray you'll help us to ponder on the things that will motivate us, not haunt us. Well, thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' precious name and all God's people say it. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you, Lord willing, Wednesday.